From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, Chuck E. Cheese, 100 dicks, dino trucks and truckosaurs. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Dunroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, good day, good dusk, good eve. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the podcast and on his phone, Joe Wagner is here. Hi, everybody. I was just pu- pulling up a text that will be a part of my checking in. And Jamie Flam is here. <laughs> I'm no not text in trouble. <laughs> on my checking in will be required. Excuse me? No text will be required for my checking in. Oh, okay. we got a voice going. We got a voice going. Also, how much sleep did you get last night, Jamie? Very little. I had a feeling. <laughs> and Amber Kenny is here. Hello. I'm normal. Uh, nice to see you here. <laughs> do that do that normal voice again. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Well, the first part of the show is usually a part of the show that we call checking in, but today we're going to do something called checking in. So let's start today (laughs) with Jamie. Hey guys. uh, Hi, Jamie. Good morning. It's 10. It's a little after 10. Getting the show off to a running start. Uh, So everybody knows it's early. It's early. My fucking neighbors. We don't have to get into it. Uh oh. Let's get into a baby. No, I've gotten too many times. They're loud and terrible. Um, so last night though, before I got home and had to deal with their loudness, I produced a show at my grandma's retirement home. Oh, awesome. In Reseda. And beautiful. It was so much fun and so rewarding. And it was just a variety show and uh, you know, Wayne Fetterman and this guy, Michael Rayner, who's a juggler and balances shoes on his nose. And Can I get his number? Sure. <laughs> He's great. He does a thing with a umbrella. too. Oh, and he did the umbrella. He, he uh, juggles a cheeseburger. That's right. On a- from uh, Burger King. I don't know if he mixes up the. Uh, so not a vegan act. Not a vegan act. How does he- Wait, and not a kosher act. One as I found out. Yeah. So he spins it. He spins the burger while he. Twirls the, umbrella. The, uh, twirls the umbrella and it, that makes the burger spin and he can keep it on the umbrella it's just and then like he takes, starts taking it. bites right oh i don't think he took any bites last oh, night I, yeah Forget. so this uh, was at your grandma's retirement home yes and in attendance were the residents of her home hot room hot room i mean well thank you uh the spanglers hosted it and then helen hong who's another fantastic comic she opened the show the span- well, it started with my grandma coming out, and it was like almost like a, a school play. Yes. What <laughs> What inspired this to be? They do. They've had entertainment there forever, and uh, their director of programming talked to my grandma a couple of years ago. For the last couple of years, we're like, yeah, let's we'll do a show at some point. I can bring some comics. It'll be fun. And it just finally happened. Uh, but my grandma came out and read from her, her note card. It's still bumps me when you say grandma my grandma it makes you seem five years old wait what is he i know we've done this i know it was just he says grandmother that also sounds like he's 
like no 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 i think if you say if you say my grandmother that is normal i mean you don't call her grandmother (laughs) he's calling her grandma but he's also saying my grandma and it makes him sound five years old go ahead jamie i feel like it's normal i don't know i'll think about it yeah that's just what <laughs> all i, I hear is love <laughs> well that's okay so she came out with her note card and i don't think i've ever used the word grandmother my my cousins oh and we probably in their last conversation about this my cousins on who called my grandma's sister would always say grandmother and me and my sister were always like that's so formal Right. Grandmother, grandmother, not to her face. No, yeah, to her face. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't say grandmother to somebody's face. You say grandma. Oh, I see. But so when you're talking about somebody, that's why I was grandma. Maybe that's why this is reaction to the you the cousins. The other way. Uh, so but she introduced me. Like it was just like my grandson Jamie has been, you know, performing since he did his Star Spot plays when he was nine. I'm his grandma. I'm his grandma, <laughs> and. Then he took over the West Side Eclectic, which is now the West Side Comedy Theater. And now he's booking at the Hollywood Improv. And now he basically runs the place, which is not true. But um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Flam. And I came out. And- so she introduced you with all your producing credits. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. She didn't go a little deeper and be like, he's, he's a little ambivalent about it. <laughs> no. Sometimes no. he doesn't want to do it. She didn't mention that part of it. <laughs> So then I came out and just did it as, as Jamie Flam. Just thank you. Um, it's great. What is that persona like? What? Let's meet Jamie Flam. Just it was regular Jamie Flam. It's good to be. I mean, I think just the Jamie Flam. The Hi, folks. Good to be here. Jamie Flam here. Yeah. At your retirement community. Yeah. And then what happened? And. You know, made a joke about like if if the show is great, this what you see tonight is not a reflection of my grandma. How many people here were on board the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it very clear that because my grandma and she's so into the social Your scene at all. Uh, there's like it's weird. It's like this older Jewish home, and like you know, there's right. still like the like I won't say infighting, but like there's politics cliques and politics. Yes, right, and, right. Humans are humans are human. Yeah, right. And so I didn't want it like. I knew everyone was going to be great. In retrospect, my gut feeling that the Spanglers were not going to be a fit. Of course, Beatrice has her grandson performing. <laughs> That's Shirley. Shirley uh, said that? Well, my grandma, Shirley. Oh. I, no. Shirley. I thought we were doing Oh, look at this. It's Shirley's grandson. <laughs> well, but apparently it was the biggest night they've ever had. There's a lot of buzz. What does that mean, a big night? Apparently biggest for the night. other enter- nights of entertainment, it's, it's less people. I see. Right. People just stayed it in their room. So people, there was you a lot of high the expectation. House. There was people a buzz. Were dressed up. Mm-hmm. Let's go see what goes on with Shirley's grandson. Yeah, I had a, a accordion player and a piano player to to give some kind of klezmery. He's starting oh, the show. Nice. He's starting the show as himself. He's presenting as himself. And then I, I said, "I'm gonna do a character," and then came out to oh, big no, intro. The he's Spanglers not come out. Himself anymore. And Vanessa and I came out as the Spanglers. And Shirley's grandson seems odd. <laughs> <laughs> and we we did our, our Spanglers for about three minutes before I completely was like, I am not equipped to uh, handle. The Spanglers can usually handle like a, a regular crowd, but 80-year-olds that are not reacting at all. I was like, right. I think we're just going to get our first act up here. And Vanessa was like, yes. <laughs> You're not used to people not reacting at all. You know. Did anyone, Usually, was anyone asleep? 
because that happens with older. My people. grandma's boyfriend. He did. Harold, I noticed him dozing off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Front row. Right. That was also jarring when we came out. It was like this crowd of, you know, 80, 90, 100 year olds. And my parents were there sitting next to, and like just seeing my parents. And my mom has her weird judgments. She's like, oh, you're not doing the Spanglers there, are you? That's not how my mom even talks about it. And my sister, when I talk to my sister, she's like, no, you can't do Vicky the Vicky didn't want you to do the Spanglers? No. What? Why not? I think they hate the Spanglers. Oh. So they have taste. They have some taste. No. It was not checking in about the Spanglers and what people think about the Spanglers. I know how people Sean feel about the Spanglers. just set up a coffee date with Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Spanglers. Dish, girlfriend. So the show goes, Helen Hong got up there and, and she Don't just, react uh, took over to the Don't react to Shirley's grandson. Let's, let's fuck with his head, Martin. <laughs> But she, like, I was scared when I brought up Helen. I was like, oh, no. This so you, you bailed on the Spanglers halfway through. Yes. You went, let me pull the ripcord on this because yes. it's not going the way I want it to. Yeah. Well, my instincts were correct. And, and I think the stakes are just higher when the crowd is, when you're you at know, an old age home. to death. Well, and this a lot could of, be the last thing some of them yeah. ever see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, the, it's true. I saw Nathan Lane on Broadway, <laughs> and now I have to remember the Spanglers as I croak. The Spanglers eventually got them, right? We, I, once we in between they the acts are quick, like like any audience. Yeah, right. Helen Hong got them. It was good. She was good. And then um, Michael Rayner came out and did his spinning, and right. that destroyed. I think the right. best moment was crowd pleaser. He didn't use a mic. He just, he's like, I'm going to shout. And he's shouting the whole thing. No mic, Mike. Everyone That's what we him. call him. And then an old man who turned out later in the night was the man, the cantor at my dad's synagogue and taught him his bar mitzvah stuff. Right. Which is. Baruch really Adonai, Eluheinu, That's cetera, the basics. Yeah. He taught him the. Uh, mm -hmm. I know. Go ahead. Haftorah and such. Right, right. Uh, you know, very, very old, very Jewish. I, everyone's very Jewish. Right. And I'm used to like just a. What does that mean? Kvetchi. <laughs> now, when you say very Jewish, what does that mean? Their accents. Okay. <laughs> just at every Jewish funeral or bar mitzvah, there's just always like, even there's always an old Jewish person that yells out, I can't hear you. Speak up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funerals is the, the oddest because there's always someone giving a, a eulogy and there's like, right. I can't hear you. Like, guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guess. Use context clues. Take a stab at yeah. it. It's probably something positive. Volume. <laughs> Volume. This was the opposite, though. Louder. This guy yells like, out. Quiet down. Yeah, he was like, does it have to be so loud? And Michael Rayner, without missing a beat, just goes, yeah. Like, you're all deaf. Oh, no. He said, why does it have to be so loud? You're all deaf. And that got the biggest. Right, thing, right. right. Uh, nice. And then F Wayne Fetterman closed it out. He really he nailed you, Martin. He got you. <laughs> uh, and Wayne they Fetterman. They call that a burn. He uh, <coughs> did F Fetterman. I thought he would he'd be a good choice. Sure. A lot of relevant material about the Valley. And um, he did great. And then that was pretty much it. And then the show concluded and just everyone came up to my grandma and it was like huge ego boost for my grandma. And like, this is the best show we've ever had. Um, we've never had this many people. We got to bring this back. 
but it was like a true, and people saying what you want to hear is like, right. we needed this. We needed this. Right. Shirley, was your grandson the juggler? <laughs> Please tell me your grandson was the juggler. Was he the piano player? Was oh. your grandson the Asian girl? <laughs> or, or was he one of them uh, stranglers? <laughs> it was, you know, doing this comedy thing and putting shows on. And this was a group of people that don't get out. Right. That they, just, who I've said tried. I've it? tried to escape four times. They won't. They keep bringing me back. <laughs> they need entertainment. And to be able to do that. Yeah. It was, that's what it's about versus, you know, you know, every show's hit or miss here or anywhere else. Right. And it just made me think of the shows that we've done, you know, at these at hipster shows in Silver Lake, where it's just a bunch of arms crossed and, you know, that is what it is. But this is people that want and need to connect and crave it and can't get it any other way. And sure. So there's no, there, there nothing. Fuck those Silver to Lake hipsters. That's, you know, the, have you ever seen like a, a video online of. Yes. The old <laughs> Me too. There's so many now. I've seen, seen two. Have you seen <laughs> which two? One of them there's I didn't a, understand. The other a, one was a cat playing the piano. I saw a beautiful <laughs> I video I online once of a. I think she must have been in her 90s. She was extremely old. This woman who and they started playing music for her from when she was probably in her 20s, and she's you know. With someone, her condition was she would barely speak. She started, they started playing the song in these headphones that they put on her and she just started singing along. And she was like someone who speaks two, three words a day. Did you ever see the footage of the woman whose hundredth birthday it is and she wants a hundred dicks for her birthday? <laughs> Wait a second. I'm serious. That's a different that kind of video. In front of her whole family. Yeah. All her children, her grandchildren are there and everything. And there's a reporter there to interview her. He's like, what, you know, what, what <laughs> she's <is> like, true. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look it up. Look it up. This podcast has just turned into YouTube recommendations. <laughs> I saw another one. I saw one where it's a guy in Asia somewhere who's uh, like a hundred and he's like, you know, 120 years old or something. He's like one of the oldest people living. And they interviewed him and he said, I want to die. Yeah, I think at a certain point you reached the like, tipping point. I thought you were yeah. like, say no. He was he like, I want hundred dicks. <laughs> I want hundred dicks. It's becoming viral. I want hundred and twenty dicks. <laughs> a dick for every year. So you had a good experience, Jamie. That's wonderful what you did. Thank you. I, I, I just, it was so much fun, and that was the cool thing at the end with with my dad then reconnecting with his his canter. Right. Him. That's amazing. And just seeing them just talking for the rest of the night. Was he? Was he? Was your dad too loud? No, he was right on. When he talked to the cantor? Um, no, it was, yeah, perfect level. They had not seen each other? Not in, he's like, are you the flam uh, that owns the locksmith shop? Wow. That's it, yeah, and it's, um, I was your cantor. Took off from there. Yeah. One thing led to another. And now? They're engaged. <laughs> your dad was like, <laughs> louder! <laughs> there was a 100-year-old and a 101-year-old in the audience. And they were totally with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my checking in. Great, Joe, checking in. Wonderful. Well, okay. So I said earlier I pulled up a text. Oof! It's not there yet. So, uh, I got a text from Gnarly. <gasps> Our that's friend right. Gnarly. Did you run into him? That I did night? not run into him that night. Uh, 
I walked all the way down Melrose in the middle of the night. And w- once I did, because I saw a guy across shout- the street. Gnarly. I did. <laughs> now, who is Gnarly? Please refresh. <clears throat> yes. Gnarly is a young skater black skater dude who I met walking down Melrose after a podcast. He's day. not very Jewish. Not very Jewish. I would not, I would say not Jewish at all. Um, but, uh, uh, interesting, aspiring. We talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, specifically, I, now that I, rec- I can recall, we did talk about how he's, his sexual life consists mostly of older women. He was telling me about you met a guy on the street and you ended up talking about his sex life with older women. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We touched mm-hmm. on it. He's young. He's young. Yeah, he's, he's like young. 19. Somehow it came up that he was, we, he was somehow, somehow, somehow it somehow, came up. Somehow in conversation, you he mentioned up. that he, he mostly, uh, has sex. How did that, how did, how did you get to that? <sighs> Hi, my name is Joe. Do no, you have maybe sex? We talking, maybe we were talking about just being older, being mm. older, probably being older in life perspective coming mm. from age. And then he, yeah, I don't know. He's, you know, but he was talking about women at their sexual peak being older and how he's, enjoyed that what how, how old is old for him uh i was probably in his like mid 30s or early 40s because he's like 25 or something so gnarly is an interesting character i wanted to run into him again i did not like i was saying i saw somebody across the street and i and i wasn't sure it was very dark so i was like gnarly i said gnarly <laughs> people just turn. thought you were a <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool yeah and then when it wasn't him, i was like hey Riptide. But the other night, I got a text from Gnarly, mm. and the text is, what "Fucked another old lady." <laughs> I have not, I have not responded yet. And Thumbs I up on the show. LOL. I would put it out to the three of you guys to help me. When this did is he something text? very common. This is uh, the twenty first, so a week ago. Oh, so you're. You're playing. I've I've played hard to get with gnarly. Um, the text is as follows, dude. I got the greatest sketch. Please hit me back, sir. How friendly. So, what should I write back? I'm all ears. I'm. Or I mean, the greatest the sketch was the dead parrot sketch on Monty Python. I'm I all- doubt you can top it. <laughs> I'm all ears. I like I'm all ears. Because you're not promising anything. But no, listening. I'm open to listen. And it's I'm a very visual to thing to say as well. I'm all ears. I just picture. A big ear. Yeah. And it was lots of ears. Of and I, yeah. here's the main thing. Should I say something like, let's, we can meet on Melrose or something? Like, I want to, like, hey, let, we can get, maybe we can get coffee on Melrose. Because I feel like Melrose is our place. That makes it sound like you want to Matt fuck Rose him. Yeah, it does. No, I mean, but I mean, because I, I want to. That doesn't sound like a that, to get coffee. That is a lead up to fucking. It's him. not Tinder. It's just a text. Do you want to see him? I'm all ears. No, Let's how meet about for this? Coffee. I'm all ears. No, I might let you suck my dick. No, I'm all ears. I no want dick. dicks. No, no <laughs> dick. I'm all ears. No dick. Let's have <clears throat> That makes it even weirder. I, I think I should say something like, I, I want to say something like, hey, if you want to meet up or something, if you want to tell me, because he wants to tell me what this sketch is. I Why don't you just say, I'm I all ears. I want to hear him pitch it via text, no? 
Well, I'm oh, all ears not, to see what he You're says. saying not necessarily commit to actually like meeting yeah. him in person, but I kind of want to see him again. Also, I just want to hear it right now. Anyway, <laughs> any way you say you want to see him again. It sounds weird. He yes. It does? Yes. Why don't you just say I'm all ears and that's it? Yeah, I'm all then, ears. Your emoji. And then and then he Meet me at Melrose and Cahuenga at midnight. How about I'm all ears <laughs> will figure out a time. And How's folks, that? you're listening to Joe no, text no, no. in real time. I'm, that's what I'm at. The long I'm, shot. I'm, 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 moment I'm by moment. Throwing it out. How well, does that I think we opinions? All, we'll figure all. out we'll figure out a time. Yes? Or just you don't even have to mention the meeting up, but you see what he's Wants to do. I'm all ears. Says, yeah, I want to hear this. I my pitch. I'm all ears. Was the full text. Right. You don't think it's necessary to even say like if you if you want to meet. When can I see you again? (laughs) I can't stop thinking about you. (laughs) I talk about you all the time. I'm saying this on my podcast. You gnarly. This is the second podcast I've done. All right. Well, I just sent it out. I'm all ears. We'll figure out a time because I actually do want to see him again. Okay. I mean, I because <laughs> I thought you know it'd be nice. It'd be not, I'm not gonna put my finger through his hand. We'll see. All right. Um, um, hopefully he texts back on air. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping he gets. He turn your get, phone on. So your checking noise. in was writing a text. <laughs> no, my checking in was an update on my new uh, friendship with and Gnarly. The, and you haven't seen it. I have not seen him. So, yeah, that's why I want to see him again. I'm just going to send Joe a text. <laughs> I I text very slowly, by the way. I I thought I read that pretty T-H-I- quickly. T-H-I. Uh, All right. I have a donut. Correct. I have another update. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts update. Oh. So I went back there recently, and I bought a donut, got a coffee, and I asked if how their Wi-Fi was doing. It's not working. And so Do you think I was, it's because too many people are I, using it? I don't so well, here's what I think happened. So something whatever, something went wrong with their router. They have not fixed Barry, it. Barry, here comes the guy who likes the kid who likes older women. <laughs> Tell him the Wi Fi's broken so he doesn't hang out. <laughs> the kid who likes older women. Uh the I asked, they said no. I sat down to eat my donut. And a couple minutes later, uh, one of the employees came up to me and said, could you write down your name and number? Because we would like to call you and, when, and the Wi-Fi is, when, when the Wi-Fi is working. <laughs> because I'm not putting my finger through anyone's handhole. <laughs> we'll Put see. the finger through the handhole. Uh, please write down your name and number. We will contact you when the Wi-Fi is up because our manager wants to tell are the person who owns the franchise. It's not like the I guess the owner, the guy who runs the place, but the David the shift manager said we would like to tell him that there are customers that are asking about the Wi Fi and he has not been oh, taking it's, it so seriously it's not a top priority. to fix it. Yeah. So that made me feel good as a customer. You're, of like you're changing the world. Well, one Dunkin' Donuts at a time. <laughs> For people who want to use the Wi-Fi. What's your favorite Dunkin' Donuts? Well, I had a new one. It was uh, a lemon, uh, what do they call it? Cronut. A lemon cronut. Sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious. The lemon wasn't too tart. Wasn't too chemically. Had a nice 
mouthfeel. <laughs> had a nice mouthfeel. Did you get a brain transplant from Jamie or something? What's going on? What are you talking about? You're just describing food. I asked him. <sighs> I As did, it turns I out, gave, though, he did get a I brain gave, transplant from me. Just if a you little think piece. I'm starting to talk like Jamie, <laughs> I'm going to say I gave a pretty concise review of a donut. Of a donut. Of a donut. That's concise. I'd still be rambling on about the texture and the other I'm weird stuff. Making a callback to the last show, concise. Also, Amber, your skin looks great. Thank you. I too have tried to prop up my thighs without a squatty potty. Oh my god! <laughs> to what results? I was just listening to the previous With show. Books? What did you do? No, no, no. You just lift say up. you just lift, and I—it's made it. Hell of a difference. I feel it every time. Does it have oh, to be working. so loud? <laughs> and it's, it's probably kind of it has a farther distance to drop. It's probably um kind of good for your abs if you're just lifting your leg. Yeah, and I can feel it. I can feel whatever that those muscles are, like in the glutes. Uh-huh. I can feel it helping oh. the expulsion. Wait, you're using a squatty potty or you're doing it on your own? I am doing it on my own. But you mentioned it and you said that you had tried it for a week. Can you demonstrate it like on your chair right now? Yeah. Sometimes just, I feel like this show has really gone in the shitter. Just <laughs> you're there and then. Just so it's a, of, it takes some balance. Yeah. I mean, I don't get, I don't, I don't raise them off the ground. I was literally I, like this. Oh, you don't raise them off. No, I mean, I just kind of like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 I'm still sitting. You're on, you're full. Folks, Jamie is standing on a chair right (laughs) now. Jamie's standing on the chair. I don't understand how you don't raise your legs. I guess I have very short legs. Okay, so if you were just sitting on a chair. Uh Uh-huh. And then you. Do we really have to get this in depth about how people shit? Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, so. I'd like to know. Well, yeah, so I just, I just prop my feet up. Like that, just even that much. Just kind of get put your feet on your toes, and everything seemed to slide out better. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Checking in, Amber. Uh, I finally treated myself yesterday. Treat yourself. I realized that I've been using the same yoga mat for nearly a decade. Oh, you got to switch those up. Well. And that's fine, but um, I've used it in outdoor yoga, in classes, and then there's a period, a long period of my life where I wasn't taking care of things very well. So it has like permanent, like brown stains on it. I've tried to clean it, but it's just on there, which... is fine, but then I go to a class. Were you you using it in shitting yoga? (laughs) Yes. I had my legs propped up. Um, <laughs> Shitting monkey poo. I, <laughs> you pooed yourself. I go to classes and I find myself a little embarrassed. Like the teacher thinks that I'm like the stinky girl. Right. And. Which isn't actually true, but you feel that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it can't be that good for me because they're probably. Germs. I'm, yeah. And I'm like putting my face mm-hmm. on it every day. And so mm. I ordered a new yoga mat yesterday. It's going to come tomorrow. <laughs> And it's orange, and it's got, like, a paisley design. I'm very excited. Oh, nice. Amazon.com. Are we sponsored? <laughs> we should be. So you really went for it. Not only a new yoga mat, but you went for a pattern. Yes. Bright colors. Uh-huh. That's great. Orange is good for my 
second chakra. Um, right. I also got, which was so dumb. This is why shopping goes out of control. But like the spray that you're supposed to spray on it after each use to keep mm-hmm. it clean, which I probably could just concoct something myself. It's probably just like water. Yeah, but why not and let like someone else concoct herbs? It? <laughs> yeah, herbs. <laughs> Can I get some water and herbs? <laughs> herbs. So I got that too. I figure it looks. Herb, he wants you in the water. Because I'm I'm more grown up now. Joe's going to laugh. Sean's going to laugh. Looking at my car. But for the most part, I take care of my things a little bit better. <laughs> um, and so I'm just going to do that like from the start, right? Right. And I've, So you're, so you're, this is a fresh start with your yoga Yeah, mat. and I've really been into yoga lately i am so basic all of my like i wash my face i do yoga uh-huh. <laughs> like, <who cares>? oh <laughs> but people who are into yoga are into yoga it's great i'm yeah. i'm i was looking up possibly getting certified as a teacher mm-hmm. because i like it that much and i think that i would be a, a fairly good teacher mm-hmm. um even within liquid feet i feel like i'm able to explain things to dave you're the teacher of the three of you yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and Tamara might be the choreographer, but I'm like the translator. Right. I, I'm able to put it in terms that are understandable. And she's it, like step ball change, pad beret, pad yeah. beret, step ball change, and you're like, and like this is what you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally I didn't do that before. It takes a while to get certified. Yeah, and it's so, it's for some reason in my head I was like that's like 200 bucks, right? But it's it's a lot. Not. And also, LA doesn't need any more yoga teachers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a saturated market. But so, but it is something that I enjoy, and I'm always, even when I'm like, ugh, I don't feel like doing yoga. I feel better afterwards. But it seems like getting certified is a way to immerse yourself even right. more in the practice. Yeah, why not do it? Yeah. I don't. And then if you move to if you move to Rancho Cucamonga or right. you know somewhere in the inland empire they might have a requirement for more yoga teachers hey what's uh so the place that you go to what's the uh, like the beginning class like what's uh, the cost of that do they have a beginner's class it's called basic basic and i only went to it for the first time recently because the thing is most of the classes are in the middle of the day when i go to work right and i was gonna have this as a checking in later but i went to jury duty and so and i was released early so i had the whole afternoon i was like i'm gonna go to yoga class i bet no one will be there and i'm like oh right this is silver oh. this is what people do yeah, in the middle of the right. day is they go to yoga right, classes right, right. <laughs> it was full but yeah. um it's a it's 17 dollars on its own okay so you can do individual class but um payment i've been if you go on their website, sometimes they're like special deal, eleven dollars. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking. Has I anybody noticed how much Jamie is breathing into the mic? I think it's Andrew. No, he's not even close to the mic. I'm not. A, is it uh, me? No, it's it Jamie. Been, I saw it. Maybe it's me. No, it's he not. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> he saw what? Sorry. Go ahead. So you want to take an eleven dollar yoga no, class? No, I was. No, I was just going to oh, say. I think at, I need to take a yoga class and stretching because my body. I mean, I'm I'm getting scared at how sore it feels to just to put on my underwear, like to get my feet to poop. Yeah, no, to your feet up. My, no, <laughs> my uh, my sister in law has become certified yeah. as a yoga teacher, and she says it's the best thing she's ever done. Yeah, I. Uh, 
Yeah. Make somebody else was, somebody else was telling me about well, yoga. Well, it's always the other nice night. to have something in your back pocket. She yeah. my sister-in-law sent pictures out. She went to wasn't even a class. It was like a bunch of yoga people got together and did this thing where she was like out on Long Island Sound on a paddleboard doing yoga. So yes. she was like doing a back bend with her one foot up in the air and right. it was crazy. On the water? On the water. Yeah. Oh. It was well, like Jesus. Right now I don't have any vacation time because I'm a temp employee. Mm-hmm. So, so you could quit any time. <clears throat> but you don't know what you got till it's gone. And so I'm just like dying to go on some sort of vacation. And then looking at these different yoga studio studios and their certification programs, there's also yoga retreats mm-hmm. where you're just like on the beach and you wake up and you meditate and you do yoga all day and you eat organic food. And I was like, I want to do that so bad. Yeah. You can go for like a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that with you. Okay. I I don't have any time or money, but I'm in. (laughs) Jamie has nothing but time and money loaded right now. Um, and just to be on the beach. Oh, sounds so good. Oh, did I tell you about teaching Jeff yoga? No. Okay. This is also where the idea came from. Um, he has been, (laughs) I've made fun of him in the past for having zero body intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) I used that exact phrase because I'm an awful awful person. Well, he was, um, on the bed doing like a, basically accidentally doing a yoga stretch. And I was like, oh, that's great for your spine. Just do it on the other side. And he couldn't figure out how to get there. And I was, it like boggled my mind. (laughs) Um, but that said he's he stretches and stuff but he's never been interested in yoga and it really we were just like hanging out on bed on the bed and mm-hmm. go on and he was like I'm gonna show you my plank so oh nerdy this is like yoga nerdy Hello. stuff and he, he did- said I'm gonna show you my plank <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Amber Jeez, this weird. podcast is getting racy. Um, and he, but then he did up dog, and I was like, oh, and I was like, get out of the bedroom, take off your shoes, and I rolled out the yoga mat, and I taught him like a twenty. He was like, this, there's brown stains on this. <laughs> he did, <laughs> and I taught him like a twenty minute yoga class, and it was so fun. And afterwards, but he here, was, look at my plank. Afterwards, he was he. He seemed to enjoy it. I was able to explain right. it in ways that he could actually do it because he's been intimidated in the past for that exact reason. And he was like, I almost hate it because now I'm so aware of my body. Mm, yeah. In ways right. that like you could just. Right. It's like when you realize how much you slouch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And but it, that was really fun and it made me want to teach yoga to him more often and to other people. I think what's this is what's it so was like great. A weird, like romantic moment. This is what I think <laughs> is so great about a relationship when one partner helps out the other. When you're on the bed and then the other person shows you their plank. Well, when that's fun too. But when <laughs> when when you know you you bring something into their life that is helpful and healthy and promotes self care and. I mean, the Egyptian. Keep going, I'm calling the, keep going. I'm calling the episode back again. The sheets. The fact that you are applying Egyptian oh. magic. <laughs> Is that really what it's called? Yes. When you were talking about that, you apply Egyptian magic to Jeff's face. 
The poor guy. Which, by the way, an- another pretty good euphemism to go with showing <laughs> your plank. Let me put some Egyptian magic on your face. I don't know why he puts up with me. Because it's good. <laughs> uh, He's all right. in a better place. Well, this seems like a good place to take a break, so let's do that, and we'll be back in a moment with more stuff. Hey guys, it's Amber, and I'm excited because the Liquid Feet Show is coming to UCB Sunset today, August 31st at 7 p.m. So please, if you have a chance, come check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And New dances? Uh, uh, Lots of stuff. Amber. A lot of, lot of surprises. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I'm very proud of it. Come um, by. We are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. We are awaiting a text from Gnarly. So far, no response. No text from Gnarly. Gnarly's a text not did- awake. I, that's what I was thinking, too. Gnarly might be awake. Not, yeah, he might be sleeping. But uh, uh, I think he'll get back to me, and, and of course, I'll report on that. However, a text did come in from my sexting friend. Oh. Is it a Do you text? want to read it? Uh, it, was, it said L-O-L-G. Log? Log. No, Log? LOL. She LOL'd. LOL, she's G. calling me a G because I'm a G because I'm an older. What was that response to? Dude, <laughs> I'm a G. Like a gangster. Sure. What no, of course. You, what was your last text to her? Uh, sh- 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 um, this is Sean's favorite part. <laughs> yeah, let's hear Joe's sexting. Uh, uh, she asked, did you sleep at all? I said, nah, just stayed up. I'll nap later. Which, by the way, Jamie, you're, I, I have less sleep than you. I didn't. I pulled an all-nighter. So, oh, yeah, so wait, it was, yeah. did you sleep at all? No. I'll nap later. I'll nap later. L-O-L-G. G. Lolga. Anyway, things are going great, by the way, with that. And we spoke on the phone. What did you do all night last night? I just was up. No, I was up. I was up. I was up. I was up showing people my plank. I was up. I was just putzing around online. I'm just, you know, just out there. I'm just, you know. In the, in the night, at what cyberspace point space? Do you decide that you're going to stay up all night? It's like four sometimes or five. it just happens. It just it's, happens. It's it wasn't like it wasn't insomnia. I don't have insomnia. It was just um, just I didn't feel like sleeping. I mean, I, you know, it was kind of resting. But do you think anyone's ever been called a G before for a nap related <laughs> scenario? Yo, what Great can I say? Yo, what can I say, bro? Yo, uh, we got to do a drive-by, but first, let's nap, G. LOL, G. <laughs> LOL, G. And I, I do want to say specifically, we have now spoken on the phone. I have heard her voice, her laugh. We had a great conversation. Oh, yes. It's like three. Why are you <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to concentrate on Sean's gross sounds. Oh, yeah. But you were like grimacing. It's like a, <laughs> it was a the, that next step. Like uh-huh. actually. So you think this is a real person? This is absolutely a real person. Okay. I know it's a real person. I know mm-hmm. I'm not being catfish. And it's a woman, you think? It's absolutely a woman. Her voice was a little deep, but it was, yes. It's <laughs> Are you going to meet up? Don't know. Don't know yet. I don't put, I don't push. We could have coffee on Melrose. <laughs> I don't push anything with her because I just think it's a very. It's like a kitty cat. She it's like a, it's just a light thing. You know, when it happens, whatever. But it's just I, a light thing. I called Log. her. I called her because <laughs> she, before that, she had texted me a couple of times saying that she was at a party and was thinking about calling me, but she didn't end up doing that. Uh, However, 
then like a week later i had yeah. an experience in downtown long story short where i was convincing this young dude that that uh <laughs> what is it with you and young dudes <laughs> i they, they connect with me they connect uh-huh this young dude who said some he said some kind of sexist stuff in uh. front of me we were having a conversation and then a girl walked by and then he said something to her and don't talking about, do that shit in front about, of joe wagner you know, he's, he's a g g he's talking about i, I want to get some bitches do some cam girl shit and so i started talking to him about women and feminism and all that stuff and his face i saw like i saw that i was able to get through to him like his he got real serious and so then it was such a an experience with this guy Walker. um that Walker. i i tested her and i said i just had this amazing exchange with someone where i think i really made a, a an impression and then i said can i can i call you and just tell you this story you know when something happens to you right. you just want to tell wanna, somebody like, yeah and i was just like it was so visceral and i was still feeling the effect you like impressions and, sir so I how about jimmy up. carter eating a sandwich <laughs> i'd like to hear that Wow, this is good. <laughs> I have lost in my heart. This, this is a sandwich. delicious sandwich. That's one of the best Jimmy Carter quotes. I have lost. Yes, I have lost in my heart. He said said to Playboy. Playboy magazine. Playboy interview. Very good. About what was the question? They were asking him about, you I guess, his extramarital yes. affairs. His religion and, and uh, you know, his Christianity. and But how, he, I don't know, probably about. What failings or flaws he thought he had. He was very honest about them. Anyway, so I had a great conversation with her. It was like three hours long. We wanted to talk today about first dates. So let's start this off with Jamie. I think I've talked about my first date with, uh, what's her name? What was her name? La La Gloria. La Gloria? Yeah, I definitely told the story ages ago. So I'll go to the next date, which was... Wait, who is LaGloria? Yeah, I don't remember this. She was a child actor on a few episodes of Different Strokes. She's sisters with LaGloria. Oh, was that was something that came up? I love how ashamed Amber was as she slowly, <laughs> as she slowly leaked that out. That's what we talked about last time? No, oh. I, I just have a funny brain. <laughs> it's, there are not many LGs out there. L O L G. Oh shit. Shit just got real. <laughs> so go ahead, Jamie. I mean, that the quick. Uh, you went on the date with the broad, <laughs> yeah, the broad strokes were asked her on a date. Different strokes. Uh, <laughs> different strokes. And then my mom, I can't even hear in these headphones, so I'm just going to take them off. I, I'm Now I'm so in my head about this. But you know what left. you're saying. Yeah. Great. So, <laughs> but her dad called the morning of and was like, is this a date date or just a regular date? This is LaGuardia? Yeah. La, uh, LaGuardia's dad <laughs> called you? Called my mom. How old are you? I don't want Oh, this is say. this. I'm... <laughs> That's well, what I'm thinking too. You like definitely told this story before, and it old. was eminently forgettable because I don't remember any of this. So, look, uh, how, yeah, how, sorry, I, I how think it was 12 years old. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Is, right. is La right. Jamie there? Okay. This is La Dad of La Gloria. <laughs> and 
Oh yeah, I was like twelve. She might have been. She was like a year older. Oh. Whoa! Hello. I thought she was cute. You're just like gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> she was at her sexual you know peak I mean? at thirteen. You're just like gnarly. <laughs> so what happened? The dad called your mom. He said, "Vicky, look, is this a date or a date date or a date date date?" And I think she asked me. And at that point, I was like, oh "It's just, it's not really, or is this a friend date?" Like I got scared, which was this, not what you intended. No, but then it was like, but "Oh, twelve! Like, what other date is it?" No, we're serious about marriage. Well, because I, I think I think it was my plan is to seduce her and have sexual relations. <laughs> I think, Jamie, he said, you're twelve years old. Stop talking like that. He said that. She's been on regular dates, and that—that that was the context. Was was, was this? She's be? seeing she's someone who's thirty-four. Yeah. yeah, she's been around. <laughs> Which, yeah, this is weirder now, even. <laughs> so it was the, the pressure is being put on put on you at twelve. Hey, show my daughter a good time because she has more experience than you. It's so, and then we were then dropped off at the bowling alley. By whom? Or maybe we must have met there. Okay. By my mom and her dad. We met at the Brunswick Lanes over on Zelza. No longer there. I think it's a supermarket now. Don't look for it. It's not there anymore. But oh, I spent a lot of my oh, years please. at this bowling alley. Took bowling lessons at one point. Uh, Boy, what a racket that is. And I remember... Uh, roll, roll it. We walked... We bowled a game. Had some casual conversation. And it was... <laughs> As, opposed to <laughs> as soon as I heard casual, I thought sex. We bowled a game. We had casual sex. This is the same bowling alley where got some churros. I was in love with Natalie Willis um, in sixth grade, and my friend, what are you talking about, Willis? Michael Weiner. Everything's coming together. And yes. How old are you? What grade are you in with Lagloria? Lagloria. Like that's also sixth grade. <laughs> LaGloria must have been the summer before. For the date date with LaGloria, you were La 12? (laughs) I was like La 12, maybe La 11. La 11's a tough age. (laughs) They're all tough ages. (laughs) So what happened? You were in love with Willis. Natalie Willis. So this quick offshoot story was Wait, is Natalie Willis, what I'm trying to get to is Natalie Willis before or after? After. Oh. I think LaGloria. So this was your this was your hunting grounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brunswick Lane. Probably. Right. LaGloria <laughs> was the summer before sixth grade, and then Natalie is a year later. Michael, summer after the fifth. <laughs> Michael Weiner's birthday in January of that sixth grade year. LaWine <laughs> and M- Michael was also in love with her. Oh no! And this is with Natalie Willis. Did it yes. tear your relationship apart? And Michael, Michael's one of my best friends to this day so no but we've been through some <laughs> rocky patches rocky patches mm-hmm. mostly that's what makes a good friendship yeah mm-hmm. and but at his birthday party he, like he had his first french kiss with natalie willis behind like the <sighs> cubert machine in the little arcade area right that's a good birthday present and how so, did you do that night i did not french no Indeed. i mean on cubert <laughs> <laughs> Fourth high score. <laughs> I put in D-I-K for my name. Uh, but I, I remember just my heart sinking. Right. You saw this happening? Like there was a, a groundswell around. Of like everyone rumors. went to the arcade area to, to see. It was like not the most, you know, sexy French kiss. It was just like everyone like, oh shit, 
someone's putting their tongue in someone else's mouth. But I remember standing with my everybody close. gather around. <laughs> and I did not gather around. I couldn't even go there. I was so like jealous and uh, sad. And yeah. I was just me and Michael's younger brother, Matt. And I remember Matt Weiner. Matt Weiner. Oh my God. He created yeah. the Sopranos. Yeah. Who thought that's incredible. The scene where the, the Qbert scene is very much inspired by that. Right. In Mad Men. Yes. I have a question. Mad Men, um, by the way, not Sopranos. Oh, what, shit. What but made, he wrote on Sopranos. Fuck. What made you in love with her? Her prettiness. She was a dancer. Very <laughs> Jewish. Um, she was a pretty Jewish dancer. Yeah. she was. A, I was in love with her for a long time. After that? After that, in my in my high school journal, there was a point in like tenth and eleventh grade where after all my like, like I was like I got to get back in touch with Natalie Willis. Was Are she you? at your high school? <laughs> she was not. Where was she? I never saw her again. Um, I don't know. She was more on the Chatsworth side of the valley. Sure. I was in more on the Granada Hills. Tony. But I remember standing next you can to look Matthew. Her up now. I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say like, do you know? Are they on Facebook? Have you come across them at all? No. Is she on MySpace. She might be on MySpace. I, so I'm standing next to Matt Weiner. I just remember being like, oh, this is so gross. Why would, why would so you even want to guess? Friend? Let me get ahead. You French kissed Matt Weiner. No, no. Okay. Not French kissed Matt that Weiner. That would have been a great ending to that story. <laughs> but that was the first time I felt just this jealousy and like, right. no, Michael and with this girl and we were both in love with her. And mm-hmm. so then flashback a few months earlier to that summer at the bowling lanes with, this is a flashback within a flashback. <laughs> We're back to LaGloria, the date. Right. And the most notable thing, and I last uh, long shot listeners from the past will uh, remember this. It was the first and only time I've purchased a chunky candy bar. Well, it's not really a candy bar. It's more of yeah, just a candy a cu- square. It's a yeah, cube. it's a cube. It's a square, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, the only time I've ever ever seen chunky noted in pop culture is in the movie. Tens of listeners everywhere are going, oh, yes, I remember that. Ten people, Rebecca Thornhill. This one's, I guess, not for you because you've already heard it. Uh, in Throw Mama from the Train, I believe Danny DeVito at one point offers Billy Crystal a part of his Chunky Bar. Right. I don't know. Is Chunky still available? I haven't checked. Haven't <laughs> checked recently. No. I was waiting for Amber to go Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) But the chunky bar, I mean, the name I'm just thinking about it. That doesn't make you feel good about with my issues and eating issues. Right. Right. I don't, you know, I think they did themselves a disservice with that name. Right. Maybe that's why you don't see it around. Might as well just. I think so. I think especially with changing, uh, uh, perceptions and, and. So what happened, Jamie? You gave this girl a chunky bar. We split. We split one. Why? Was, we split one. Why did you decide that day that you were gonna buy a? Was it because bar? of Throw Mama from the Train? Like we're like, this is like the scene in Throw Mama from the Train where Danny DeVito offers one to split one with a Billy Crystal. <laughs> I don't know. I remember going to the vending machine and we had all the options and let's. Uh, I've always wondered about this chunky bar. And how uh, was it? It was chunky. It, I think it lived up to its name. Uh, chock full of... Uh, it's pretty thick. <laughs> it is. It's a big, thick... Peanuts, I believe. Is it? A rais- uh, peanuts raisins. and raisins. Peanuts mm-hmm. and raisins. Yeah. That's like uh, that sounds- peanut butter and jelly. 
situation. Folks, you're listening to The Long Shot. <laughs> it is a podcast about various unhealthy foods. Today I, we're talking about donuts and chunkies. So that's that. And then I, I want to flash forward now. Oh my God, Holy shit. This now? is so all over the place. We're flash forwarding to Jamie, ninth I read grade. your screenplay. I couldn't tell when it was taking place. <laughs> Wait, why did we meet? Flash forward. Natalie. Willis. Willis. So now we've gone back to the chunky bar. Now we're going forward again. To ninth grade. Oh, I haven't had a date several since. Several years. Okay. There's not been a date through junior high. And the summer before 10th grade. No. Yeah. Right around that time. Um, Sandra Santos, Filipino girl, mm. called her up. <laughs> Asked her on a date. She said yes. Did she say it in that Can adorable Filipino s- accent? Slow the story <laughs> yes. down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. So why were there no dates in between? I mean, I'm assuming that you were the one who asked LaGloria for a date. Mm-hmm. Which means you had it in you to ask people for dates, but you just chose not to all that time. Just junior high was this time of... A lot of doubt. A lot of... Yeah. I think junior high is what destroyed me as a human being. Right. I was a very confident kid. And then I get to seventh grade and instantly I'm an outcast and a nerd. And the first day of school being called out for my lumberjack shirt and zits. Oh. And because um, we came in, I remember me and Michael Weiner and Stephen Berger, we came from our uh, private elementary where it was very small, everyone knew each other, and we felt we were well-liked. And then just instantly, oh, we're public school, and no one knows us, and no one likes us. And we're right. into the Beatles, and not New Kids on the Block. And It's funny that you're a nerd for liking the Beatles. It's so funny. <laughs> I had a meeting last week, and I brought it up. I was such a nerd, and I love the Beatles. And they were like, that's not nerdy. But yeah. It's not at all. What's so it's weird, too, is thinking, I was obsessed with the Beatles, and I, it was, you know, 12 or 13 years removed from them breaking up. It was like, they were still, it, it, we're 25 years almost from the, the release of souls of mischiefs, 93 till infinity, which I thought of that because I was listening to that. Like, and it was half as Great much album. time had since the Beatles anyway, but I was this nerd. And then just, yeah, girls, I wanted to the be, fuck were you thinking wearing a lumberjack shirt? It was this really cool. I think now it'd be a hipster fucking shirt. It was right. like flannel. red and right. yeah, flannel thing. But, but was, everyone else was wearing probably their hyper, hyper colored hyper t-shirts. Yeah. And they looked ridiculous and you looked awesome. Yeah. Jenkos. And I should have owned it. Mm-hmm. It was when I started. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Something really funny about that. So I asked Sandra Santos out. She says yes. My mom picks us up, <clears throat> picks her up. She lived on a, a street I love field. how all your dates involve your mom. <laughs> <laughs> to this point, you have to, uh, you don't have a car yet. Wow. Blucher Street in like Mission Hill. Blucher. 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 B-L-U-C-H-E-R. She, your mom picked up Sandra at her house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then took us to the UA Theaters. Lane. UA Theaters, which is in the same. Okay. What movie did you see? We saw Lethal Weapon 3. Okay. Not the best one. The one with Joe Pesci, yes. Right. I had not seen one Chris Rock. Chris Rock, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? I had not seen either one or two, but it Uh seemed like a good choice. Right. Had some laughs. I was like, I think I I could get into this Lethal Weapon uh, franchise. I said that after the date. No kiss. Nothing happened. And 
I don't think I ever saw her after that. And such is the end of that date. I think we were all just absorbing how sad that story was. <laughs> Did you not want to hang out with her more? I, I was still young and inexperienced and she was going to Kennedy. I was going to Granada. How is that going to work? Right. right. How do you feel about the new Lethal Weapon TV series that's coming out? I don't, I don't know much about it. Well, one one's a good cop and another one's a crazy good cop. <laughs> I feel like we're getting too old for this shit. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Joe, first dates. Okay, so I don't really date. Loga. I don't really date anymore. Uh, by choice I, or by uh, default? A little bit of both. Um, and I didn't date that much living in L.A. <clears throat> However... I did end up after a long relationship, my longest relationship was just almost four years. I, the first date that I went on after that was with someone that I met at a party and we hit it off and we exchanged numbers and I asked her out and she was a little younger. I mean, about four, I was in my late twenties and she was, I think early twenties. And, uh, mm. so, uh, I, I picked picked her up. Amber just gave me the meanest look. I picked her because you, you're so creepy today. Uh, I picked her up, and she lived in yes. Azusa Hills. So you that should have had Jamie's mom drive you. I didn't know Vicky at the time. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know Vicky at the time. Uh, I'm flammy too. I'm flammy. Um, I picked her up at Azusa Hills, which is, that was a like a 40 minute drive. I don't drive. even know that's, where that's that far. is. In the, it's up in the valley somewhere. No, it's a like, different it's valley. Like south. I feel like it's near where you grew up. Yeah, it's like south. It's over to the west. <laughs> okay, wherever it was, it was, a, it was a long drive. So everybody has different opinions right. about where Azusa Hills is. It's actually a moving town. Google, Google map. It's a pop-up town. <clears throat> um, I pick her up. Well, I know where Azusa is. I'm guessing it's near Azusa. Yeah, yeah, you just go hills. up the hill. It's the hills. <laughs> it's the hill. It's right that you are can see it from Azusa. adjacent to Azusa. Then uh, I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it west? It's just east no, of west. Wait, what was the name of the street? It's Ze- like Zelza. Zelza. It's like, Zelza. Blue it's like southeast. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what, can you put in the, a horse name after Blucher? Blucher. Blucher. All right. So... Already, I know that I'm going to have to there's drive like back. a drive back. Mm. So we go, we have dinner at an Indian restaurant mm-hmm. and I had had Indian before. I think she had as well. But if you haven't, it's a very rich, heavy food. <laughs> and it moves through you. Yes, it does. <laughs> which we'll get to. Not great for a long car ev- drive. <laughs> eventually. So we... Have a nice meal. Just another squatty potty story. Good conversation. <laughs> it did not exist at the time. Uh, good conversation. It's it, We definitely have some chemistry going. What did you guys talk about? I have no idea because that was 1997. Uh, hey, something so probably like that. Like, eight, uh, 1988. Jay-Z's Clinton sex scandal. Uh, well, here's the funny thing. She was oh, a I dead love the funny thing. ringer for, for Bill Clinton. Monica Lewinsky. Whoa. And which I, I've always thought Monica Lewinsky was very attractive, very cute. And uh, same thing with this girl. She was kind of very bubbly and fun. And, uh, 
but and and well first we started oh that's right first before we went to the indian restaurant we went to a chuck e cheese near her place I don't know why, but we went to this Chuck E. Cheese. It sounds like and a we were dream sitting you at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> we were sitting at the Chuck E. Cheese, and we were just, you know, again starting to get get to Cubert know each machine other. Or no? And so, no, did you have like? Drinks? I'm sure, but you know what? There probably was a Cubert machine. Did you there. have drinks at Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> a Cubert machine. Did the, uh, did the band perform at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> it was. <laughs> She's like, this is my favorite band. <laughs> You gotta check out my and favorite band. I was band. like, check, please. Uh, I, but I re- I recall one very specific moment at the Chuck E. Cheese where we were talking about our past, our past, you know. And I said, well, I just got out of a relationship, and she said, oh, so this is just a rebound date. And then she threw a drink in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so and she dunked a basketball. <laughs> she, um, rebound this motherfucker. I remember I had never heard that expression before. I mean, I was so fucking naive even at that age. It was like, oh, I I was and I got defensive like, no, I no, I don't think it's rebound. It's just a date. But she was absolutely right. Um, oh, it's just a date. It was a date. It was a date. You know, I was wasn't she looking for marriage. I didn't even think of that. No, I think she was just she was just being that defensive. kind of. You know how some people are jabby when they're first getting to know you. Like, here's kind of my sense of humor, but, uh, but I was, you know, I was like, no, it's just, it's a date. So, uh, we go, we have, we have our Indian food. Then we go back to my place. Oh, that's a quite a drive. Frenching. Uh, yeah. Well, we drove to Hollywood. Where was your place? Hollywood to LA. Then we drove to my place, which is nearby. It's about 15 minutes away. Where? I lived off of. Uh, Melrose on Kingsley. Oh, that's okay. a relationship with Melrose. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice little apartment in a shitty little complex, but uh, nice families. And uh, we Frenched. Yeah. We made out. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. It was really great. And then she was like, well, I, I need to get home now. So I said, okay, great. Good luck. Uh, I will drive you home. <laughs> I'll drive you home. So we start doing the drive back. It's probably now it's maybe around one thirty, two in the morning. Oh, the witching and hour. A, and a terrible rainstorm uh, starts to fall. I mean, sheets of rain. I can barely see through my window. Never happens wipers. in L.A. It Azusa Hills all the time. It was bad. A really, really bad storm. And I'm driving on the freeway. I'm not that familiar with it can barely it's pretty see straight it's kind of white knuckling it and then i get a blowout right as we're getting oh up my the exit of her, to her place and we i can i can drive the car up the exit and there was a gas station right there i pulled into the gas station and a blowout meaning a flat tire a flat not tire. a hairdo that is i did involved. not get a brazilian blowout <laughs> in the car you didn't look like a newscaster no um, I love that look. And I, for whatever reason, I don't think I had a jack. I, I remember that there was a problem that I could not change the tire. I think I didn't have a spare. I think that was the problem. I actually did not have a spare. And so she said, well, we're close enough to my place. Why don't you stay over? And mm, we'll how get, convenient we'll that get you had a tire. blowout. We'll get you a tire in the morning. Okay. So does that mean she was going to pay for it? We'll get you a tire in the morning. I 
No, she was like, I know where we can get a and tire. And she has a car problem. I, I paid for the tire, but she was like, I know where we can get a tire. Maybe we should retire for the night. So, so we get to her place. And now here's the thing. <laughs> she lives with her family. Oh. In fact, when I picked her up, I met the family, you know, which was weird because I was I, I hadn't gone on a date where I had like met the family. Right. It makes it instantly more serious. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I had already met her family. And Filipinas are very family oriented. That's that's a different story. That was Sandra Santos. Correct. <laughs> okay. Um, th- so Early we get to her up. place and she's like, you can crash in our guest room. So I had that moment where I was like, this was, I just wanted a, I just wanted a regular date. Right. Relaxing. And now I'm sleeping in a guest room in a house and you have that to I've never been in. And be like, hello, Mrs. <laughs> Phillips or whatever. Plus. <laughs> Then the Indian food hits. So I have explosive diarrhea in their guest bathroom. Sure. It's not, I didn't, I already felt uncomfortable enough. Do you have to be anywhere tomorrow? Thankfully, no. Okay. It was like Sunday morning kind of thing. I wake up, I, I, and I'm like, I just want to get out of there. And it turns into like, no, you're going to have breakfast with the family. The dad comes down shirtless, like in in sweatpants, very Jewish. He's like, Mm. oh, so nice to see you again. Somebody (laughs) made a mess in the guest bathroom. (laughs) And it's things to high heaven in there. Why does it have to be so loud? It, it, it It was like suddenly I was in this like family dynamic for breakfast. And they're like all like cracking jokes on each other and stuff. And again, like the dad is super hairy and shirtless and sweatpants. Loga. And, and I'm trying like, I'm trying to be, like you know, pleasant. In. Yeah. And fit in and, you know, charm the parents and stuff. And, uh, it was just, it was, I meanwhile, just, your car is just parked by the side of the road. Yeah. And then we, we got the tire and I got home, you know, probably around noon or something. So it ended up being like a 12 hour date. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Wait, that's way longer than 12 hours. It was, it was like, uh, yeah. I mean, well, no, like what? Uh, eight, no, I probably picked her up like a seven or something. Five, 12, uh, 18, yeah. 18 hour day. It was, it was, but one of those things where I was like, I had not been on a, lot a date of those in hours years. don't count as part of the date because you weren't together. You know, when you're not with somebody, that's not a date. Well, but I just felt like I was, especially being in their home. Yeah. I felt like I had just, I had gone on like three dates and. Did you it, ever see her again? Well, here's what happened. So it, I kind of, this is pre-internet, but I kind of ghosted on her mm-hmm. uh, because I just didn't think that we were compatible and she was a little younger and it was a rebound date and ultimately it was a rebound date. Uh, but I, I, she was going to go off on a vacation and then I, she got back and I never communicated with her and that us after that. And then years later I run into her at a party, maybe like six years later I run into her party and she's a little drunk and we're in a room with some other people Mm. and they kind of close the door and they're like, the door's closed. Yeah, and she just turns to me and she's like, "Why didn't you ever call me back?" And so oh. I immediately went into a damage control kind of thing where I was like, "Let's get married." 
It's like, you know what? Now's the <laughs> Let time. us go live with your family. Uh, now that I've had some love. time to think about it. I've never stopped thinking of you. I, I remember being able to thankfully very diplomatically explain that I had fucked that up and that I, you know, I should have handled that better. And it how, was a, how long after was this? Maybe six, seven years. It was a very long time after. Very long time mm-hmm. after. And I felt re- it was one of those things where I think she was ready to like get into kind of a fight about it. And I was able to defuse it like immediately by just saying, yeah, that was a dick move that I did. And you didn't defend it. No, not at all. And she was surprised by that. And so it was very friendly after that, but I have not seen her since. Could I guess what Joe? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, all right. First dates, Amber. Yeah. Well, first of all, before I get into my first date story, I want to admit something that I don't think I've ever admitted that I've only, <laughs> I feel like it just makes me sound like a bad person, but it is what it is. You robbed you, the bank you live and, and you murdered learn. someone. No, I, um, I only recently upon like reading think pieces and stuff understood what is bad about ghosting. Like that's, right. I it, That's what, what I, I described did. didn't seem right. Or yeah, I didn't think it was well, so bad, in, but I knew in that the, in the sense that I, if I went on a date with someone, it felt weird to like break up with them. If we weren't in a relationship, are you expected exactly. to? Exactly. Then I ghost a lot. Yeah. I guess it's a bad thing. After one date. Have you not read any think pieces? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm have to well, catch up, like, <laughs> but I guess you're supposed to give somebody, um, a ring. No, no, no. Like they deserve at least, Hey, you're great, but Let's I don't think this friends. is going to work out Even after one date. Well, instead of just disappearing. Yeah. If, if they contact you to me, seems weird. Yeah. But I, like you said, if it's one date, so what? But I guess I also get what's bad about just not saying anything and leaving it this weird ambiguous question mark but mm-hmm. i always figured like i think they'll figure out if i'm interested i'll i think the, the tough thing is when you realize that they're a little bit more into you than they are into them mm-hmm. you that, are into them that's correct they that, are into you a little more, bit more than, than, than they are into them then i'm into them okay sorry and this is the beginning of a great thing piece they scare you get scared that you're going to hurt someone even in the slightest way right. Yes. And then, but at the same time, what you're describing was what I thought, which was like, well, we've just been on, I I, I met her one more time after that time, that date. And it just didn't seem like enough. Chuck E. Cheese? To To to, like have a sit down, break up conversation. Right. Also, I, it's all flaws within me. It's not stuff I'm proud of because I'm people pleasier. I'd rather just like disappear right. and like have that's a what I confrontation. Too. Yeah, me but too. But that's not the adult necessary. This is everything that you're describing is what I said to her at that party. Right. And it just completely made sense to her. And I haven't done I that in a up, long time, obviously. But that right. was like, I didn't know that that was something to be ashamed of. That is like how I operate. You know why I think, <laughs> you know why I think it is now? Because it's so much easier to communicate with someone. Right. Even though at the time, you could still say, well, just call. Right. But that's uh, also weird to like call and be like, hey, right. just also it felt. That's why most I, people just do it with a text if it's one or two dates. Right. 
Because I and think most people think that's reasonable. I think it also sounded. Back in the day, they used to do it with a telegram. <laughs> I felt like it sounded very. After weeks. Conceited to call somebody up to say like, hey, right, right. I don't want to see you anymore. Like there's always the right. risk of them I being think like, we need I to don't stop. want to stop. see you either. Like what that's, are we doing? Yeah. Right. So it, yeah, it's, that's why it seems weird Relationships to me. are complicated. Correct. But anyway, I've read articles about like how bad ghosting is. I'm like, Ooh, I guess I'm the worst person alive. Right. Um, <laughs> and has Indian food for breakfast. But the first date story I did want to, tell. I always ghost, but I do it by actually acting like a ghost right. and leaving. Like put I'm a like, sheet over I your head. I am not interested. <laughs> Dragging chains. <laughs> uh, sorry. Go ahead, Amber. Um, so this is, this episode is becoming a disgusting love fest for Jeff, but I wanted to talk about my first date with Jeff, mm. but more in a, a bigger picture, not right. about the specific day, but I will say this and I find it funny. It's a funny thing. We met at the Palms open mic in West Hollywood. That building has since been bulldozed. Mm. does not exist anymore. Right. Um, Jeff asked me out on a date and we went to this coffee shop in Silver Lake. That building has since been bulldozed. Oh, this is happening all over LA. <laughs> um, no, I, I, oh, I, I have a more self-involved point of view. About that. <laughs> um, the first, the apartment he lived in when we first started dating, like the first night we saw I know together, where this is going. That building has been bulldozed. So I'm convinced that the building we live in now will definitely get bulldozed <laughs> when we move out. And if you guys are looking to get any buildings demolished on the cheap, like maybe that could be our wedding venue or like there's this weird, but it's, it's been nice because you can't go back. Right. It, it's like a yoga lesson. It's like it has forced to live into the present in because the, your head. the past doesn't exist any right. longer. Well, right. What have you done at the old apartment if you went back? Can we go back and relive our wonderful memory? No, it's just most things still stand, even if you don't go back to them. It's weird. Right. I Are there any other significant places for you guys? Um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are they going to bulldoze that whole strip where like the... The, the theater is where holy fuck was <laughs> like, I figured some significant right. thing happened there. I, I, are they bulldozing that? That's what I, I was just there last night. Oh really? Yeah. I went to channel one. Jinx. Um, uh, so if you want your place bulldozed, have Amber and Jeff have a date there. Right. <laughs> Correct. Is the upshot of the whole thing. But Cause I, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like not that many places get bulldozed in Los Angeles. Like things close and reopen as different businesses, but like a bulldozer, like (laughs) like no longer standing. What a crazy word. Bulldozer, bulldoze, bulldoze. What is it? Why is it called a bulldozer? Lost his mind. (laughs) It is weird. Cause it's like a, it's like a male cow sleeping. Bulldoze, 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 bulldoze baggins. One of the shows I watch for work is Dino Trucks and it's dinosaurs that are trucks. Oh. And that made me think of that. Dinosaurs that are trucks, not trucks that are dinosaurs. 
Uh oh, Jamie just shifted the paradigm. I don't. What's the difference? Talk me through it. A dinosaur that is a truck. Uh-huh. It's it's a dinosaur first, and right. it has truck features versus a truck that is a dinosaur has more truck features. Mm-hmm. It has right equal yeah, equal features, but equal. these are like creatures that talk and, and. What are their parents? A dinosaur fucked a truck. How hard is that to figure out? <laughs> that makes more sense. That's how they sold it, sold it in the room. And there's reptiles, <laughs> which room. are reptile tools. Oh, cool! Not tools to be used on reptiles, but actual no, they, reptiles they that are tools. They fix the dino trucks. I see. Uh, but they're all alive. The the reptiles are alive while they're so it's Flintstonian. A word which has never been used before. <laughs> it's a Flintstonian word. will it ever be used again. No, because there's no people. But in a, just Flintstonian, I think, could be more than humans. Who drives the dino trucks? Nobody. They drive oh, themselves. Boy, that they like are a recipe for disaster. They're dinosaurs. No wonder they need to be fixed by but the they are trucks. <laughs> I watch a lot of children's programming now, and I realized that the key is just to have three dissimilar things and put right. them together, and right. you got a show. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. We'll be back in a moment with. Wait, what's your first date? Yeah. What's my first date? Uh, well, first of all, it's weird because I don't feel like I have a lot of first dates. You just like hang out with a girl. Yeah. And then and all then of a sudden you're, you're in, in a relationship with yeah. them, but, you know, but this is something that of the most recent generation, the complaint you hear is that, can we please specifically clearly call this a date rather than like, let's hang out. This is what I've read in my think pieces of like. <laughs> we love our think pieces. People, people, I should write them. People want to have a clear idea that this is specifically a date. Could I give um, a little piece of relationship advice? Sure. I'm going to barf all over everybody. Um, I'm going to text it to Narlin. Jeff and I still go on dates on a regular basis. Like, But you're together. In other words, it's not a first date. No, no, no. I know. I know. Right. I I'm date not night. talking about first dates. Why are you date claiming night? that you're but always going on first dates? No, it's not like. It's not date night. Well, it might be a date night, but it's right. not like every Saturday is date night. It'll literally right. be like. That's more. Parents. We ask each other out on dates. Right. And then we go on a date. Right. And I think that's important. Right. So, Sean, I mean, did you, for example, <laughs> with the chancellor, did you go, did you ever ask her out on a specific yes. date? Right. Where yes. Did, where did you go? We. <laughs> First of all, I told her to meet me at my house so she could park there. And I couched it in the terms of that way it'll be easier for me to make a move on you later, mm. which <laughs> totally worked. Uh, Honest and open. Yeah. Well, I was joking, but I wasn't joking. You sure. know what I mean? That's what jokes are. A it's, lot of the pow- it's the power of suggestion. Yeah. Uh, and Do you we say went... words like penetrate a lot throughout the evening. <laughs> that's that's like a the game tactic. Yeah, where really? You, where you like yes, implant you use certain things. words? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just being gross out of abso- nowhere. It's absolutely true. You say penetrate a lot? No, no. You say certain words. You say, you like, but you like sprinkle like, them in regular conversation. But it's it's right. it's like implanting ideas. What right. are you gonna uh, have for penetrate? I mean dinner. <laughs> Like, exactly like yeah. that. Let's get a blowjob uh, salad uh, <laughs> for our first course. Um, salad. So where, where did you? So, so we where did you guys she, go? She came to my house right. and I said, "Why don't we go out on the porch and have a glass of whiskey?" 
which we did. Oh. And then we went down the hill. We went to a burger place down on Cahuenga somewhere. Right. Um, had a very nice dinner. Then we went to Amoeba Records and picked up a couple of recordings. And then we went to the top of the Arclight. The Arclight. Oh, yeah. And I For told her how much view. I loved it up there. Yeah. And uh, that was our first date. It's a good date. First date. That is. Yeah. Little little bit of everything. And like it's, moving it's around. like whimsical and original. It mm-hmm. isn't just like, let's go to Applebee's and dinner. Not that there's anything wrong. Right, right. But it's, no, it's yeah, the Amoeba it. Records thing was really fun. You yeah. Know? Um, and you get to learn about each other. Right. I think that's important in a date that people forget about. What recordings did you get? I believe... The point is to learn about We other. got a... Maybe a Jeff Buckley recording. Mm. Hallelujah. And a Ron Sexsmith recording. Oh, oh see? You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I said, I said, sex smith. That's what I am, by the way. You know how a blacksmith works? Well, I'm a sex smith. Um, and then uh, maybe a De La Soul. Maybe a, a, a yes. first De La Soul album. Just really, they just released a new album. Mm-hmm. Staying in the game. Um, I yeah. have, And I, then we went to the top of the, uh, you know. Did you kiss her there? It's a great place. Sure. To kiss. Yeah. It's a good kissing place. Yeah. Mm, pretty sure. Pretty sparkling lights. Uh, I just remembered one thing from a date that I specifically want to say because mm. I actually, I think I tweeted about it recently. I had a date with a girl in LA, the girl that was in a relationship for those three and a half years where uh, we went to go see a movie at Sunset Lamely's, which is an art house theater. And it's a very Lamely? famous. Lamely. So you're not doing it. Sunset Lamely's. Yeah. I thought it was Lamely. <laughs> Do you want to go to Sunset the Sexsmiths? L- no, let's lame, go to Sunset Lamely's. Um, the movie is a very famous cult horror sexploitation film called Blood Sucking Freaks. And if any of the listeners want to look it up, it's it'll blow your fucking mind. It's uh, an incredibly disgusting, graphic, funny movie. And the girl and I, we started to play Hansies. You know, like just kind of holding your hand and it's a hands, handsies. It's what I call it during this movie. And it was like the sweetest, most innocent thing. And there's people just, and like, there's a, there's at one point, a, a doctor is sucking a woman's brains out through her head. <laughs> and the movie ends with a bunch of women that have been caged. It's eating. easier to get them out through the head than it is anywhere else. It's a, it's a funny movie. But uh, it's uh, the movie ends with a woman eating a guy's penis in a hot dog bun. But I just remember, yes, sir. I just remember how incredibly Lolga, how incredibly <laughs> deviant the movie was. But at the same time, it was like, like we were we were like, 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 teen, like and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was like, like so sweet, totally, <laughs> totally. I went on a first date once and we saw the movie Basic Instinct. Ooh, that's, that's a hot terrible one. first date yeah. movie. Hot one. But it's just about her murdering people. Yeah. It was not a good first date yeah, movie. Yeah, very tense. That relationship was doomed from the start. I went on a first date movie. Where the, you was went a, on a first date movie? I went on a first date movie. 
It was about with Meg Ryan and Andy Garcia, and it's like <gasps> about her oh, intense alcoholism. Uh, yeah, when a man loves a woman. When a man loves a woman. That's right. One of my first dates with my high school girlfriend, and just really depressing. intense and yeah. depressing, and like I'm handsies, and <laughs> right. you know I'm handsies. This is so, uh, but like you know, in a movie theater playing handsies and like just so aroused. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just so Why aroused. did you look down at your crotch when you said that? <laughs> it's because that's where his penis is. You literally looked at your that's dick when you said so aroused. I, I, I think I was just looking down. It was like, like you were checking to see if you were aroused right now. You I'm, I'm crotch. Good. I'm good. But it's been, yeah. I made out during a bout Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a movie about Alzheimer's? Chagrin is how I would Hi. describe your face right Hi, there. Hi, my name is Amber. I made out during about Schmidt. Well, it's it's Hi, just like Amber. a depressing. I don't even know what it's about. I was making out. <laughs> it was about Schmidt, I think. <laughs> the first movie date I had with a girl in high school. Speaking of Hansies, we she took my hand. Were we speaking of Hansies? <laughs> Jamie mentioned it. I forgot his name for a second. Um, okay. And uh, he called me Schmidt. She turns to me and she goes, "Oh, your hands are all clammy," and that stayed with me. All through life, it was traumatizing. Like I was like, "Oh, because I know I have clammy hands when I get nervous." Clams don't even have hands. <laughs> but we're at that point where we just stare at each other after the sentence is over. By the way, last night this is a it's a conversational podcast, right? Last night, I before the show. <laughs> Last time before the show at the retirement home, I had to take the elevator. Oh, we're back to the retirement home. Yeah. I had to take the elevator up to my grandma's place, um, her apartment upstairs. And, you know, very old couple, probably in their 90s. You know, she's on her walker and he's very old. And we get in the elevator, it closes. And I was like, how was dinner tonight? Because um, they're coming from the dining room. Like, it was good. There was too much. And I looked down and on her, she had like a, a bar on her walker. And there were two to-go boxes. But they were black. Um, I've never seen a black, you know, like kind of like enough that you would fit like a sandwich in. Right. A typical to go. But it was right. black. Get the Very fuck nice. out of here. Black? Yeah. I've what seen the that. fuck? Um, a black box? Like it's black styrofoam. It was a black box. Yeah, black styrofoam. Just really sharp looking. And then uh, I get up. It's a sharp looking box you got. <laughs> it's a sharp- You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I get up to my grandma's place and the first thing I do when I go to my grandma's is go through all her cupboards. She had ginger snaps, which I love. Right. And then open her fridge and there's like nine black boxes. So clearly it's a thing like people Everyone are takes everything. Right. Cause they have dinner the next day. Like what are you going to do with leftovers? I thought it was so funny, but I brought Vanessa and she's like, Oh, the black clam clamshell box. Anyway, the clamshell. Yeah, clam black clamshell box. Okay, well, this feels like a good place to take a break. What were we, 60 minutes for a second? Yeah. That was a, who did that? Did you? Yeah. It was a great was 60 great. minutes. Uh, really we'll be back with parting shots. Yay. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Hello, folks. This is the Long Shot Podcast, and we just wanted to remind you that we are coming to the Los Angeles Podcast Festival 2016 on September 23rd. Friday at 9 p.m. Primetime. We will be in the second, second, (laughs) 
the beta ballroom. <laughs> uh, but we want to meet you and, and come mm-hmm. support us. It'll be fun. Yeah, you can find out ticket info at LAPodfest.com. Are you two going to be blackout drunk again? <laughs> no. Uh, not at the beginning. <laughs> not, not, not up top. Uh, but it'll be fun. So come check us out, and we'll see you next time. Or no, here's more show. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast about silence and food. This is a segment of the show we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with Amber. Cool. Um, So I woke up with a very um, strange thing that happened. I don't know if this ever happens to you. So I woke up just with this image of a man in my head. And it was quiet. I had no context. I just saw his face and I saw him like rolling his eyes and I saw him singing. And I, and I was, <laughs> what did the man look like? <laughs> a white dude. Okay. <clears throat> Go on. But I knew that it was from a movie or a TV show or a play. Okay. But I, again, I had no other clues. I had right. no words. I had no other characters. Mm. And, um, uh, again, what was he wearing? I, I I hope I'm not the only person who does this, but I was like, I can't get out of bed till I figure out who the fuck this guy is. And I was like, this is going to be tough because I have no nothing to go on. And I was like. You were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> tapping a pen against your head. Just laying in bed thinking. And, and I was like, I really hope I figure this out because this will bother me the rest of my day, the rest of my life, possibly. Mm. And I was like, I could just start Googling it. I was like, what do I Google? Man? Like, White no. man. Get a lot of hits on that. <laughs> and what did he do again? He rolled his, on, he he rolled his rolled eyes. He rolled his eyes. And then I think he was singing at some point. Okay. But it was silent. It was like a silent image. This is fascinating. I figured out who he was. And I got to get out of bed. And I was. it was like the best way to start the day. He's the guy from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And he rolls his eyes a lot and he sings. Uh, the the guy who plays the love interest. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Josh Chen, the other one. Oh, oh, the other one, the other one. Okay. Oh, the other one. It's but, a great show. But it was, uh, I don't know. It's like my brain was giving me a puzzle to solve, mm-hmm. and I figured it out, and it was very exciting. And I have no idea why I was thinking about him. I haven't watched that show in a long time. Like, right. I'm. That's a weird first image when you wake up. Yeah. But is, I solved it. Is it a good show? Yeah, it's great. It's a, yeah, really good show. Emmy nominated. Uh, all right. Thumbs up from Andrew. Good for... So has that happened to any of you? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, to see a man rolling his eyes and singing in a sort of a dream, in a dreamlike state? No. <laughs> cool combo, guys. <laughs> Yeah, that that was weird. That was really weird. Uh, okay, parting shots. I'll go next. Uh, I just wanted to talk one more, a little more about my first date. And I feel like this is true oftentimes on first dates that end up being uh, leading into a relationship as opposed to just whatever. And I don't know why, but... As I said, when we went out, 
we first had a glass of whiskey on my porch, just sat for an hour and talked and drank a glass of whiskey. Then we went to a place which is like a craft beer burger place, but neither of us had anything to drink for the rest of the night. And I feel like, and it wasn't like something we talked about. It wasn't, but it was a choice that each of us made individually. And I feel like sometimes it's easy when you're out with somebody and you're drinking for things to go farther than maybe they would have or whatever. And I feel like there was some, I don't totally understand it because I haven't really thought it through, but there was some significance to me that I was aware of that I was like, okay, I'm not going to do I want to be more present. Correct. Absolutely. And, uh, and like I said, I feel like that's been true in the past as well, where when I was really interested in somebody, that was a specific choice that I made. That makes sense. Well, and also, um, you want to remember it? That sounds Mm -hmm. really cheesy, but. And you want to not embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. I get drinking because you're nervous. So I guess it could go both ways. But I think the pregame drink is actually a great way for someone to relax enough to feel comfortable sharing and talking without feeling like you have to keep drinking. We have to mm-hmm. get shit faced. Right. Like if you get I, the fact that you actually had that drink and it wasn't because that's the thing. If you go to a bar, hey, we'll start with drinks. There's no Maybe they'll have two or three right. rather than it's like the only activity too. right. We'll have a drink at my place. Right. It's a little more definite that way. Smart move. How much is in a glass of whiskey? Like a, well, you gave shot, her, you gave basically. her one of those big gulp glasses. Big gulp. <laughs> Full. <laughs> how many fingers? Just a bottle of whiskey. Uh, no, yeah. How many put, fingers? You put, <laughs> that's a good. How many fingers do you want in your <laughs> glass? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this is all. Well, Sean is he's has a, a pocket watch swaying in front of her face. <laughs> do you know what a pen is? Penis, penis. <laughs> do you know what a pen is? <laughs> I like that. Uh, yes. I like that. Yeah, because she's just going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I know what a pen is. <laughs> but now you get her to say it even better. I'm saving nope. these postcards for China. For China. For yeah, China. I was trying to think of. I'm saving. Wait, I was going to go with, is this faux Is this faux China? I was going to go. Yeah. Okay. See, I was going to go with, is this faux China or real China? That is such a funny idea. A guy who thinks he's seducing a girl, but he's just saying like random weird, sentences. Weird questions. Are you going you know to China? Or? Do you know what a pen is? A penis? I'm saving these postcards. And he planned it all out ahead right. of time. I'm saving these postcards for China. So no matter what she says, Uh, he just says the next one. My, uh, (laughs) speaking of China, I'm going to, uh, Oh no. uh, I'm going to (laughs) con Ling. I'm going to con Ling. Us? Uh, uh, (laughs) con Ling. You're fired. (laughs) Um, Why are you going to con Ling? (laughs) I would think we're going to have to... Because he's a dirty Chinese. We're going to have to dodge dodge a style. Dodge a style. You guys are not good at this. Nope. What? I don't even know what you're 
trying to follow doggy style. style. <laughs> I like this for couldn't follow. Uh, okay. Parting shots. <laughs> Joe. Conling no muss. No, con, Connie no. Lingus. Con Erlingus. My friend Connie Ling. And Gus. <laughs> Gus. I uh, hope you like how clean my place is. I'm very anal. <laughs> anal. I am anal. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, dirty, I said dirty Chinese earlier. I would like to promote Asian American comedy right now. Um, by the time this comes out, the festival is over. It's the final days today. There is a, a festival, a comedy festival in happening in Japantown that was put together by a friend of mine named Jenny Yang. And I want to just mention it because I would like any of the low show listeners. Uh, I know a lot of them are stand up fans and I just want to mention this festival. It's called the comedy comedy fest and check them out online or go the to the comedy website. comedy fest. Yes. It's mm-hmm. called the comedy comedy fest and I'm sure they have a website. So just Google that, find their website. If you're interested in, uh, comedy, comedy in being exposed to a lot of great different Asian American people of color, comics, women, comics. That's, uh, what my friend Jenny specializes yeah. in. And, um, <laughs> I think it's a really exciting time for a lot of those groups yeah. in stand up. And uh, so that's just a recommendation to. Sean, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. To enjoy some stand ups, uh, some comedians that you may not normally see. So check that out. That's my plug. Support Asian American comedy. Jamie, parting shots. Um, do you guys, did you ever see Fists of Fury? They kind of fit in the Asian theme and the, right. the fisting like, like and fitting in and fitting in. I recently made an Amazon order. I was inspired by you. Congratulations. Uh, which is how exciting when you get, you get your package. It's the best. Package. It's like mini Christmas. Package. Um, oh. <laughs> I got still doing it. A few what if things. I just like start having sex with Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh my God. Go ahead, Jamie. What happened? So I got, great here, I want to, to talk about what I got. I got um, a pull-up bar to install in my door so I can start doing Should pull-ups. we order food here or do you want to <laughs> eat out? <laughs> That's not bad. Pretty good. Uh, I, I still can't do pull-ups. I feel like I'm pretty strong, but maybe it's mental. I think so you got a new pull-up bar. Yeah, I haven't put it up yet. It's sitting on my dining room table. I got fingernail stuff. Fingernail stuff? What is that? It's it's called by Mavia, maybe, Melva, Maura. <laughs> Now they're really gonna. Now they're really gonna fuck him. <laughs> Keep going. Keep trying to pronounce that no, fingernail okay. stuff. Oh. I think it might be French or something. But um, it you put it on your fingernails and it makes them taste bad. I've bitten my nails my entire life. Oh, oh. yeah, I used to use and, that. And I mean, if I showed him my nails now, you'd be like, you're they, they look horrible. But th- these are actually as healthy as they've ever looked. But it's working. I, it's taste. You'd think it's oh yeah, it tastes bad. This was like. I was brushing my, or no, flossing the night, the morning after I had uh, put them on for the first time. And Go just, on. just making the noises you were recently making. <laughs> like just, it was bad. Right. Um, and my, my lips have been numb for the last, since I started using them. So it's either Glowing that. recommendation. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
But my nails are looking, like fun. I'm starting to come in. There's little white tops on on some of them. Does it have to taste so bad? <laughs> You're deaf. And um, <laughs> yesterday I went home. I went to my parents' house uh, to hang out, do some laundry before. And my mom was like, I got you. A, I, someone gave us a popcorn popper. We're not going to use it. You've been making popcorn. So I have a new popcorn popper. Oh. Hey. And it looks like it's like legit like a thing. Have you used it yet? No, I just got it last night. I'm going to use it today. I can't wait to hear. So I'm going to come back with some stories. Can't wait. It says that all the kernels are going to be popped. I've noticed that when There's I've been no popping, way. I think the more oil you put in, the more kernels pop. When I try to decrease the oil, less mm. I'll get more on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and then finally, more I just, for bottom. some reason, I was compelled to write down 100 dicks. <laughs> 100 dicks? And I just looked down a second ago and it was just... Some notes, and then just one of them says 100 dicks. I don't know why I wrote it down. Because you didn't want to forget. Didn't want to forget. 100 dicks. That's a funny thing to text a girl on your first date. 100 dicks? So is that it, Jamie? Are you finished? I'm finished. Okay. Well, I guess this is it for the long shot. Time for us to say goodbye and slip out the back door. <laughs> Really yeah. pushing the anal stuff. <laughs> if you don't push. That's why you need that what was that? potty. Doot, 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 doot. Oh, we're on fire. What is that? I've never heard that sound. Is that coming from you? No. Do you know what I call anal? Doing it backwaysies. Hello? <laughs> is that not your phone? It is his phone. Oh. <laughs> Totally stepped on my backwaysies joke. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great backwaysies joke. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on the long shot. It's a cute way of saying anal. Anus style. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some anus beat. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. It paid paradise, put up a parking lot. For past, present, and future episodes of the Longshot Podcast, please visit thelongshotpodcast.com. Go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot.